This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts. Let's talk about this Miami Dolphins offense for a little bit, Mr. Joshua Houts. And right away, I think one thing we do on this podcast, and I think it's because I do it so much, we don't give the good players the credit they deserve. I think we might overlook Tyreek Hill sometimes. But, dude, Tyreek Hill, it took him eight weeks. He is the first player since the 1960s to have just a 1,000 yards receiving in just eight weeks to begin the year. Man, this offense is absolutely bananas, and it's even when the rushing attack struggles. The Miami Dolphins average just 3.0 yards per carry, but the Tua to Tyreek connection, man, just keeps this offense moving in such a special connection or direction, I should say. Tua throwing the ball 45 times, average of 7.2 yards per attempt. It seemed like he had to do everything for this offense because the rushing attack wasn't working, and he made it work. Yeah, and I mean, let's not, we'll talk about the offensive line then, but oh my God, man, it feels like we have the worst luck with the offensive line, just one guy going down after another. So um, I, I think you're right with uh, some of these star players like a Tyreek Hill. You know, he goes out there every week and puts a uh, hundred. Oh, cool. Plus, nice, nice hundred yards, yeah, Tyreek. Nice Thanks hundred, for doing yeah, it again. <laughs> you get a thousand yards in um, eight eight games, and we used to just hope we had a yeah. thousand yard receiver in, in a season. So uh, Tyreek Hill is absolutely the best receiver in football right now, especially with uh, Justin Jefferson um, out. Uh, I don't know if you said it, 8 of 13 catches for 112 yards, one touchdown, and then Waddle also got involved with 7 of 12, 121 yards, and a touchdown. The one that was most impressive to me was he kind of stumbled out of his break and still went up there and made this awesome catch, Waddle. Uh, I take that back. I think there was another one where he skied up and also made a cool grab. So um, it was just awesome to see the way his offense could make it work against a pretty good uh, New England Patriots defense who, you know, in past has found ways to um, keep the Dolphins' offense in check, right? I think we talked about in the – first the last pod but um statistically this is probably two of those best game against the new england patriots and to think that every time they match up against each other you know he continues to get better and execute at a, a top level it's nice that this offense can find ways despite that run game not having a devon h hand not having uh, uh raheem moster man he needs to carry like a loaf of bread or a football around that, that all week long right because those fumbles are 
they're going to call us the Dolphins one of these days. But um, I think when this offense all comes together with these playmakers, it's going to be scary. But not having Tron Armstead, that's a playmaker when you're rushing the football. Not having Isaiah Wynn, not having Connor Williams. Let, let's talk about that for a second, because despite this being an absolute awesome day for the offense, there was some queasiness at first, Josh, because you read the inactive list and you don't see the only one on that that was a little surprising was Xavier Howard. But Connor Williams, he's out there. Then, you know, you get people tweeting at the stadium. Well, Liam Eikenberg's out there with the starters. He's the one, you know, snapping the football. What was going through your head through that, Josh? Were you just ready to rip out all the hair? Yeah, and I have a lot of hair to rip out, so I was absolutely ready to just rip it all out and just, you know, why, why? I, I mean, you again, we understand why, right? They're trying to get healthy for the games that, you know, the stretch run to try to make the playoffs, to try to win the East is stuff that um, they set out to do, but um, I do not like seeing Liam Eikenberg at center, even though it seems like at times he plays okay. I think you got to eat him into the sun, and then just to see one domino continue to fall. I think Kendall Lamb got hurt. Correct me mm -hmm. if I'm wrong, he may have came back in the he game, Robert Hunt. Back, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. He came back in the game, Robert Hunt, too, or was he out? I, I don't think remember. so. We'll hear yeah. more about that with the snap and counts. We'll but I think it was Robert Jones and Lester Cotton as the guards for a, a majority of the game. We'll say to be safe. You're right. And when you have, you know, backups who haven't really got out there, they're going against a pretty good New England Patriots defensive line. It makes sense why that run game wasn't working. And, um, you know, why the Dolphins did have to throw the ball is what? Two, two or three, what, 45 times, you said? So yeah. um, every week it's going to be a different recipe for success. This week, Tua had to go out there, throw the football, and that defense stepped up. So uh, we'll see what happens against Kansas City Chiefs. But it's just so nice to get rid of the pa Patriots after all these years, them being that annoying, you know, uh, team on your shoulder, on your back. It's always winning, constant success for, what, 20-plus years. Um, I don't want to say that the Dolphins are, you know, now the head of this rivalry, but it feels nice to have Tua 6-0 and and to just – lay the wood on the New England Patriots every chance you get. I'm going to say this. I, I'm the homer. I get it. I don't know if you're watching the 4 o'clock games, Josh, but during the 4 o'clock games, they eventually post the inactives and the guys questionable for the Sunday night game. Dan Feeney was listed as questionable for the Bears going into the Sunday night football game, and it got me to thinking, I think I'm okay with Leon Eichenberg as the backup center. I think I think I'm okay with it. Someone who can consistently be in there, someone who's been with the team for three years. It isn't Jesse Davis. I, I know what everyone wants to think, but it's not just don't give me that look, Josh. I swear he's not as bad as Jesse Davis. It's close. But You're splitting hairs, I think. It works, right? It's your backup center. You're not going to have premier players at every position. Uh, maybe you can use that six-round pick to get the next backup center. Who knows? But it's fine. It'll make it work. And overall, I kind of trusted the team's decision to let Liam Eikenberg start and use uh, Connor Williams in that disaster scenario. Because if you go back to the Giants game, man, that was probably the biggest group following that game is that uh, – Connor Williams started to feel uncomfortable during that game and he just played through it and he ended up hurting himself even more and the injury lingered longer. So if you can just kind of make it look really sloppy, maybe like a, I don't know, an elementary school, like finger painting, painting, it could still be worth money someday, Joshua. Don't throw those things away. Yeah, no, I mean, he was under contract, too, so they're trying to find a role for him on this offensive line. So um, I still wish it would have had a legit center, you know, a guy that has played center before in the league as right, that backup. Right. But um, I think you're right. They're at least getting by, and you're continuing to see the Dolphins win games. And I think, again, we got to give credit to Butch Berry because it's just insane, all these different flies falling, and they just find a way, next man guy up mentality. And it's uh, I know that's just the way the NFL works, but in years past, I mean, this offensive line with, you know, your second or third string starters would have just fell apart. You know, you won't be beating the New England Patriots. You won't have the time uh back there and i guess Tua really didn't have much time but he just gets a ball out so quick but you know what i'm saying i mean um they're going out there and they're they're all 
buying into this, and you got to give Butch Berry credit for coaching them up. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. One of the best parts about this entire game, man, it came in the fourth quarter because the New England Patriots did make this a game, right? This game was about to mirror what we saw in week two as the Dolphins were winning uh, 24 to 10 before the Patriots marched down the field on a 13 play 81 yard drive. The Dolphins, they get the football with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter and Tua, he just does it, right? They just start marching down the field. Uh, he hits Braxton Barrios for five yards or he most, he pushes it to a first down with a nice 10 yard gain. And then man, we get, that big Raheem Mostert run that sets up everything that this offense can do. And that's kind of the key here, right? You don't, you love Raheem Mostert to be that consistent uh, piece who leads the league in rushing, right? But it's not always going to be that simple, especially when you get the offensive line issues. That being said, man, he did still make some chicken salad happen. Um, He ran up the middle, four yard game, ran up the middle, six yard game, hit Durham Smythe for a six yard gain. And all of a sudden, man, you're just piecing together these six, four, six yard gains. Boom. Punch in the face. Jalen Waddle, he takes the slant wide open, broken coverage to the house. That just kind of summarized, man, how hard it is to stop this Dolphins defense or offense. Because even if they're trying to melt clock and just get these chunk plays with the Durham Smiths of the world, when Raheem Mostert has to overcome some uh, issues on the offensive line, you can do everything you can to stop this offense. But all it takes is for half a play to forget, oh, there's Jalen Waddle. Oh, there's Tyree Kill. And all of a sudden, the game's looking completely different. And that's why you go back to like the Baltimore game last year and this Dolphins team early on and you're like, oh, maybe this Dolphins offense can sustain having two great wide receivers in Waddle and Tyree Kill. Sunday's game was a perfect example and the reason it's possible is because Tua does such a great job at delivering the football. When a receiver actually caught the ball, Tua was averaging over 10 yards of completion. That's just so effective for this offense, for this passing attack. Consistency is so important. And when you can score in every quarter, when you can put up 31 points, man, there are a lot of defenses that can't keep up with that. And then there are a lot of opposing offenses who are going to try to overextend force issues. And that's how the Dolphins can start rolling with some big wins in some of these um, games that should be a little closer against divisional opponents. And I think my favorite part about that drive that you mentioned was the fact that before that, the offense seemed to kind of, you know, I don't want to say they got figured out, but New England was starting to, you know, force them to punt the ball. They weren't exactly. really grooving. And then I remember tweeting, you know, this is that drive. They need something here. And Tua, again, ice in his veins. He goes down there, drives him downfield. Um, that play to Jalen Waddle was just so nice to see him wide open, right? And just how schematically tough it is for these defenses and how confusing it is with all that pre-motion stuff. I mean, this is just the offense that we've always clamored for, right, that we always wanted. You wanted that young offensive coach. And we have him now. So when that happened, man, I just sat there and I was like, holy crap, not only do I have Jalen Waddle on my uh, fantasy team, but the dude was wide open. I think my favorite party called it and he like looks back like over his shoulders and no one's near him. And he's just wide open. So um glad I'm not a defense coordinator trying to game plan against uh, the Miami Dolphins offense. And we have to mention that 42 yard or two Tyree kill earlier in the game. I know we kind of skipped ahead and it was 14 seven, but I mean, the fact that you can go out there and at a second's notice, you know, he sees the matchup and can hit Tyree kill in stride for a touchdown. It is a, uh, absolute uh game changer and i think i read that he is 
He has 740-plus yard plays this season, two to Tyreek, and I think the closest behind him was uh, three. So it's insane what they're doing right now. And they are doing such a great job at getting other players involved. Cedric Wilson uh, had a whopping one-yard reception, but don't let that fool you. It was an absolute uh, snag. He muscled the ball away for Miami's first touchdown of the game. Julian Hill had a reception. Alec Ingold had a reception. Barrios and Jeff Wilson each had two receptions. It was nice to see Jeff Wilson get into back into action, Josh. I do want to ask you about this running back group. How did you feel about Savan Ahmed? He ran the ball twice for a whopping one yard, and then he was targeted four times as a receiver, got a total of 16 yards. But when you think about that, he had a long of 20. So he had three receptions that went for negative, a combined negative four yards. What you could see what they were doing with someone like Salvan Ahmed is they were just trying to run the football in different ways, right? They were safe throws and let him try to make a man miss. It just seemed like he couldn't do it against the Patriots offense defense. And I think that's, again, that's the Salvan Ahmed way, right? I mean, one week when Miles Gaskin was here anyway, he'd sit there and say, okay, I prefer him over Gaskin. Then he'd do something like this and you'd, you know, you'd teeter or whatever. So um, I, I, Say, I want to say I'm a little bit down or on more down, more down, I guess would be the word on Salvin Ahmed now than I maybe was um, heading into this game. But um, again, we're still going to be healthy, right? Devon Achan's going to be out there. Raheem Mostert's going to hold on to the football. And uh, Jeff Wilson's getting a little bit underneath him as well in the run game. I did want to ask you, Chase Claypool, it looked like he showed up a little bit. You see him getting out there. He, I saw him make a catch. I saw him uh, opening up some holes in the in the run game. I mean, um, I don't know how long before he's out there, you know, more consistently, but it, it's nice to at least see him out there looking like he wants to play for the Miami Dolphins. I know he's fired up when he had that first down grab. I think it was, and he was just bulldozing through people. So um, maybe we see him run the ball a little bit, Jake. What would you think about that? Ooh, I'd, I'd like him to get him in some sweeps. Maybe let him try to be that Eric Azukama guy um, in that versatile receiver running back type role. Um, I'm going to shoot my shot. I'm going to say Chase Claypool. He has like a two touchdown game against the Jets on Black Friday. I'm going to, he's, he's slowly getting involved with the offense. It's right. You got to check the boxes. You got to make your first block, achievement unlocked. You made your first catch for a first down, achievement unlocked. Oh, you're playing 20% of the snaps, achievement unlocked. I think he's slowly working his way up there, man, where I don't think he'll ever be like a featured part of this offense. But when you have Jalen Waddle, who's able to get wide open, when you have Tyreek Hill able to still, even though everyone knows it's coming, catch that 40 year old. 40-yard bomb over the defense. I think it's only a matter of time till Mike McDaniel maybe plays Chase Claypool 40% of the snaps. And maybe for 40% of those snaps, 50% of the time, he's just wide open. It's just how McDaniel is going to start scheming these guys in, letting them get comfortable. And, dude, this is a 6-2 and two team. They're 4-0 at home. I'm going to get a little wild with some of these predictions. So, yeah, Chase Claypool, two-touchdown game, man. I see it coming. Man, that would be the perfect uh... – is Black Friday? Black Friday is after Thanksgiving, right? <laughs> it's, yeah, it is thing. the Black Friday game. Uh, yeah. Yes, that, that'd be perfect. I'm here for that. I mean, I think I go back to, I know it was going around a few weeks ago, but Rob Gronkowski was talking about what he, what offense he would like to play. And he was talking about Miami's offense, all the speed they have. And now he kind of just be that big body in the middle of the defense or offense, just kind of like hanging out. And that's kind of what I might see from Chase Claypool. I mean, I he's like got that. the speed, but he's also that big body that kind of just settle in those zones and uh, make plays. And I mean, as you saw in that one, I think it was a 15 yarder that he had where he was just, um, he looked like he wanted to hit some guys so nice to see him get involved and you know maybe the dolphins aren't done making some trades i think the trade deadline's in what two days on um halloween is it halloween or is it november 1st i always get halloween you nailed it yeah can't can't wait for that so um dude the defense is getting better the offense is getting better and um we as fans we need to soak up every bit of dolphins content we can like this amazing podcast because uh these years come once every two decades apparently (laughs) 